Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's a pleasure to have you on. I am Pius Kujo Baka. Let's now settle for the details. And Ghana's fiscal economy is expected to recover significantly this year as the budget deficit in relation to the size of the economy would narrow to 5.7% this year. That's according to Fitch Solutions' latest media review of Sub-Saharan Africa. This means the outlook of the economy appears promising. There is more in the following business desk. Media review of Sub-Saharan Africa. This means the outlook of the economy appears promising. There is more in the following business desk. Mangrove resources. And one of the key reasons is also that mangroves are a key... physical consolidation alongside the suspension of interest payments. It's explained that the expected improved fiscal economy is underpinned by the restructured items. Well, my president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Dr. Joseph Obin, says government's policy measures have not helped the situation. Thankfully, he joins us online on Zoom, I should say. Um, Mr. Obin, grateful you could join me on Business Live. First off, now the concern is that when the exchange rate um, was unstable, traders kept increasing prices. Now we have a fairly stable currency, but figures from the statistical service suggest that imported inflation is still high. What may be accounting for this? Yeah, that is to be expected. Mm. I've always said that the inflation that we are experiencing here in Ghana is a cause of inflation. Um, if you look at the cost items that we, uh, one is made to pay even at the port alone, the exchange rate, the interest rate, the cost of borrowing, all compounded into cost that we pay, then of course you do not expect anything than the inflation that we are experiencing. You see the multiplicity of taxes that we, we pay, the high rate of taxes that we pay. And that's what businesses have been saying all this time. It does not make us competitive. It does not help us to reduce our prices to the consuming public. 
and it, it hurts the economy at, at large. And this is all that we've been saying. So it is to be expected because cost of doing business so keep on go, uh, keep going up. The benchmark uh, reversal did not help matters. Mm. The uh, BAT uh, it used to be three percent. If you recall, mm. now it has gone um, to the standard rate of um, about cumulatively about twenty two percent. What do you expect? Something from three percent to twenty two percent. So if you want inflation to come down, then we have to that are embedded in the taxes that we in areas. It's important you've mentioned taxes. However, the question is what is really what I'm talking about. Mm. If the prices of goods and services go up, it uh, it means that the purchasing power because now inflation is up. If inflation is up the way it is, it means that the purchasing power of the um, final consumer is affected drastically and it has reduced. And uh, if that happens, it means that they are unable to buy the volume that they buy and then it curtails our turnover, uh, which, uh, which is the major price of business. If there is no turnover of business, then businesses are on the verge of collapse. And this is exactly what is happening to businesses the consuming public is uh, being unnecessarily uh, punished. And for that matter, they can also not patronize much as they could have done um, for us. And mm. so uh, it, uh, it has become a vicious cycle. And that's um, um, the earlier we do something about inflation, interest rate, and the exchange rate. The exchange rate, you say, it has fairly been stabilized. Yeah. But we, long, uh, we want long term stability. Not that it goes down small for a, 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 a small period of time, then it goes up again. It does not ensure um, price stability in the market as well. Mm. And so we have a lot to do and, uh, in, uh, to bring down most of this. We have to sit down, evaluate most of these costs. In fact, um, it's important that um, we enhance on revenue collection. But mm. it's also important that we do not put all on just a, a, a few of us to pay. That the government have to be innovative to expand the task net. And that's what we have been saying. There are more room uh, to be done. And then also government expenditure should come down drastically because we are not in normal times for government to do the same old thing that they were doing during the good times. Now that we all recognize that we are, we are in a serious um, 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 uh, 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 position, then, of course, we also have to work on expenditure so that it will give us the space. If the expenditure is not reduced, it means that we have to go and find the revenue from the same dying uh, companies. But then if the expenditure is reduced, then there's a space for us, uh, uh, business revenue from the same dying uh, companies. But then if the expenditure is reduced, then there's a space for us, uh, uh, business You know, you should be... You should explore. So the more you combine one or two spices and then you taste the flavor of the food, if you are okay with it, just note it down that, okay, so I combine black pepper with ginger and garlic and this is the taste and I love it. So you keep it. You know, you just... And that, uh, the drive should come from the private sector. So if the private sector is in the way that is being killed, um, 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 Maybe we are we have not adopted um, a prudent and pragmatic um, and efficient and um, system systems in place. Um, 
Otherwise, we don't have to still be uh, putting taxes on us. Because even the, the taxes that we are paying now are enough if we have efficient ways of um, collection. Mm. But, but we do not have the efficient ways. And that we do everything just like that. And then when we are not getting the results, then we the only option is for us to add up new taxes. It doesn't help like that. And that's why the, 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 the uh, uh, taxes are not uh, uh, being paid and all um, compliance is not being um, 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 adhered to. Yeah. Because uh, the taxes, if you get um, 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 revenue, it means that um, there's a lot of compliance in the system. And then if taxes are so high, it means that it, it reduces uh, compliance. You, we said that we have a tax to GDP in the sub-region. Ours is the lowest. Mm. Yes, it's the lowest because our, our, the tax that we pay in Ghana is the highest about the sub-region. And then the number of taxes that we pay is also more than the taxes that the, our um, uh, counterparts in the other, uh, in the, uh, other countries are also uh, paying. It means that uh, the affordability of their taxes are ensured compliance in those countries and ours is being um, uh, impeded and so uh, uh, the simple fact is that we all have to sit down and evaluate some of these things if government become adamant like you said on some of these things not making any progress anywhere whilst um, government succeeds in crippling uh, the growth of businesses but I don't think it's the intention of government to cripple the growth of businesses because if you bring 1D1F, one district, one country, and uh, they are not able to uh, be competitive, they are not able to sell the produce, what have you done? Because of a high rate of um, taxes, that does not make it competitive even to sell to Togo. You have done nothing. You have been succeed, uh, 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 giving subsidies to these companies and all that we can do is to lump up um, taxes on them. It means that our industrialization drive is not being um, done in the proper way. And that's um, what everybody also thinks about, that we have to industrialize so that we can increase our productivity. But you cannot overprice industrialization. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what we are doing. By putting up so many um, taxes means that we are overpricing our industrialization, the produce that will come out of our industries. So what, what are we doing? If your uh, produce is not competitive, then we have... Uh, 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 so uh, the whole thing... Because uh, uh, the government itself represents this. That's why when they come on 2017, they said that they are taking away those so-called new taxes. taxes. Mm. And then they did that, and then now the new taxes are creeping back in folds. Just imagine the, uh, the uh, COVID levy. Well, well, it, 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 it is of no uh, essence because the public itself is no more there and then uh, there's no precedent even in the world that when this pandemic that came to collapse businesses uh, uh, countries were made to uh, uh, levy uh, taxes on uh, the same pandemic doesn't make sense and now it's not there the special import levy is still hanging on this it came during the previous administration for a temporary uh, relief and for government, that they will use it and after the sunset. It means that the sun never got set or what? It means that they take businesses for granted. 
the COVID levy is a one-purpose levy that came that we used it to support uh, the COVID uh, management of the COVID. And now money, uh, COVID is out of the table. Do you say how to keep it on the table? Means that we do not think about the welfare of COVID. And now money, uh, COVID is out of the table. Do you say how to keep it on the table? Means that we do not think about the welfare of COVID. You know, uh, papa. I then a local league, you know, a what is happening so we have to sit down and be able to evaluate the uh, uh, so many uh, costs of doing business both at the port and the taxes that we pay uh, the values taxes that was introduced the effects of the HM rate uh, uh, the last quarter of 2022 which made businesses suffer and all that the other measures like the benchmark reversal policies and all that are made uh, uh, doing business very extremely uh, difficult. Mm. And so at this point, when we want the growth of businesses, because we have succeeded getting the IMF, what we have to think now is to uh, make sure that uh, businesses have the space to grow again and revamp the economy. This is the only stage that we are now. Otherwise, if you do the things that we, uh, we have been doing and keep on doing it, it means that we will succeed collapsing businesses and then the whole uh, uh, economy uh, uh, will, will, uh, will, will be uh, at stake. All right. Thank you very much, um, Dr. Joseph, for being for your time. He's the president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association speaking to us there. Remember, you're still watching Business Life here on the Join News Channel. More after this break. And even more consolation rewards in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded. This Ecobank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Ghana Microfinance Institutions Network is calling for a more robust structures to cushion the industry to withstand shocks. The network said it has observed with concern how some financial institutions are struggling as a result of the domestic debt exchange program. According to its executive director, Yao Jinfi, collaborative effort from the regulator and various stakeholders would be key to support the growth of the sector. He spoke to Joy Business at the 13th annual general meeting of the Ghana Association of Savings and Loans Companies. I'm thinking, looking at the rural communities where there are no banking infrastructure, those areas also need to be touched. But if you move across most of the rural communities, you find a rural bank in a district level, 
one or two microfinance, and then beyond them, you don't find any financial institution. So in our estimation, we need to cover all those grounds and make sure we give them the kind of product that they also need. But the other side to it is that you also come across areas where you have one or two institutions, but they are limited in terms of products that they, they offer to those communities. And so we expect that they should have a range of products that they can also tap from it so that um, they can all make what you call informed um, choices in terms of financial services and products. Um, I think um, one, it, it takes all of us to come out to develop the infrastructure base. Uh, when I talk of infrastructure base for the financial sector, it's, it's, it's becoming clear to everybody that we don't need the physical structures as we see them over the years. There are some spaces that you need, maybe an agency banking platform, um, a mobile vendor, or any of the groups that can be used or done at a relatively lower cost so that you can, you can have it at those places to attract more people. But of course, there are some that also depends on the kind of um, telecom networks. And if they are not in those areas, you cannot um, use it that much. So all those gaps need to be looked at carefully so that we can all move on as, as a nation. More within the space and financial institutions are being urged to shorten their loan tenure to clients to guard against being trapped by liquidity. Chief Executive Officer for Central Rural Bank, Michael Adu, says the domestic detection program and the economic downturn demand such mergers to keep financial institutions in profitability. He also encouraged a um, review of investment policies to the short term. Nana Yaojima has more in this report. For implementation of the domestic debt exchange program, there have been concerns about the current macroeconomic situation and the negative impact on the banking sector. The impact included declining profitability, increased pressure on banks' solvency and liquidity. Though the Ghana Financial Stability Support Fund has been established with 15 billion capitalization, it is expected that financial institutions find their own measures to stay in profitability. Chief Executive Officer of Setura Bank, Michael Edu, is suggesting banks review their loan and investment tenor to ensure they stay liquid and operational. We are aware of the domestic debt issue program recently embarked on by the government of Ghana that has put a lot of stress on the financial institutions. And so strate strategically, financial institutions will be liquidity trapped if care is not taken or if um, uh, plans are not put in place to boost liquidity situation of, of, of banks. Um, so one of the things banks can do, uh, plans are not put in place to boost liquidity situation of, of, of banks. Um, so one of the things banks can do... Um, the, the need to do it is being proven. Um, so you can see some stability and we are grateful for that. There's a lot of work ahead and really we need to remain faithful as Ghanaians and to push ahead. There's going to be some sacrifice that I think is the direction to go. Okay. As U.S. marks its 247th Independence Day, what message do you have about strengthening cooperation between Ghana and the U.S.? I think really for me, you know, the U.S. exemplifies, you know, the issue of civil rights, dignity, and the rights of the people. 
and um, you know in the good times also a country that has really led the flame I mean holding up the flame um, for democracy and freedom of the world um, difficult times um, these past few years uh, but I think we'll all recalibrate and continue um, to walk lock in step they were very helpful to us during our um, approval from the IMF and we thank them for their continued um, solidarity with Ghana. What do you look forward to in the future, the coming years, the partnership between Ghana and the U.S.? Yeah, I think there are a number of issues, especially in security, uh, because I really see Ghana as a green space of democracy in which how to um, um, join um, to make Ghana the technology hub for Africa on the back of the AFCFTA. And that's really exciting for me. There's also a pledge of some more funding in areas of agriculture and other forms of partnership. Uh, is Ghana looking forward to having these funds and how crucial would they be in our economic recovery? You know, I, I think with the IMF program, that certainly will lead to uh, macro stability of um, private sector involvement and transformation because that's robust, that's sustainable uh, and I think that with, the, um, with DFC uh, which used to be OPEC now removing the ports from Ghana is open up the window for more private sector investment to come and we intend to follow through on that and get a lot more U.S. investment to the country. I was speaking to the UNDP Africa chief last week on the sidelines of the Africa Exim Bank. She raised a concern about how some rich such as Ghana. Is, is it bothering to you? The issue of capital is a big problem. And I think general reform and how they work uh, in a way in which sometimes it pushes countries from liquidity to insolvency. Um, discussed, and I think even in the Paris meetings, um, discussed, and I think even in the Paris meetings, um, there was a lot of talk. Agents such as um, credit rating agencies, how they impact um, the way in which capital continues to be pursued. Um, so that access to capital at rates that are reasonable, not the alleged African premium, which costs us considerable amounts of money. So we look forward to changing that and changing the way in which things are done. That was the finance minister speaking to our University of Ghana, Professor Peter Kote, has advised government to update Ghanaians on its effort to uh, attract more foreign direct investments into the economy. Meanwhile, Professor Kote is pushing for more market interventions by the Bank of Ghana to sustain the view uh, with my colleague, James Ishan. Well, certainly there is a positive recovery. If you look at our first quarter, the same period last year, you realize it's slightly higher than despite the new tariffs, the increase in cost of doing business, there is some level of recovery, except that we expect more of the recovery to come from manufacturing or industry as a whole. Um, and Agric, Agric grew, but we, I think um, higher growth from Agric and industry will be good. Uh, we are spending our hard-earned forex in areas that are not really relevant. They are just outcompeting local industries and uh, depleting our forex. Uh, there should be some intervention one way or the other. So yes, uh, regulation is key and also price stability. Once inflation is under control, it certainly has a knock-on effect on the exchange rate and vice versa. There'd be a lot of conversation with respect to our debt restructuring. Are you optimistic Ghana could get a good debt restructuring from 
China and other partners, a similar one to that of what we've seen with the Zambia deal? Well, the um, external uh, creditors have committed to ensuring uh, debt restructuring. They have agreed. If, if not, they wouldn't have um, signed to that memorandum. I think there's a framework memorandum uh, that they have signed on to. So I certainly expect some uh, decency, some decent amount of restructuring to, to happen. Uh, but uh, it's not just about the restructuring. Going forward, what do we do? So we don't return to a similar situation in the next decade or two or more, or never at all, um, that we return to such a painful exercise. Prof, in a few days, uh, we've seen, we'll be seeing basically the media budget review. I want to know what are some of your expectations, which sectors or areas do you think government should this time focus on? Well, revenue has been our major challenge. So with a coming on stream of the IMF funds, with a coming on stream of the new tax taxes that have been introduced, I will want to see how much revenue each of the different tax components are yielding. And if there is the need to sustain or continue or make them better, uh, we need the numbers to know whether those new taxes are doing well. If not, what is the way forward? How do we streamline them to ensure that uh, tax collection is efficient? I've seen digitalization processes. I want to see to what extent it is yielding the needed revenue. Then on the expenditure side, we've seen a lot of talks about proposals about cutting down spending. The numbers should show. We want to see how much we have done, how well we have done in terms of cutting down the expenditure. So we ensure uh, fiscal consolidation. And, uh, having said all of that, uh, what are the other things that we are doing to stimulate growth within the economy? Uh, what other new things are we going to do to support the private sector, make sure they create the naval environment to absorb the needed job? Because we've seen under the IMF program that there's going to be some a time or a period they can decide to shorten the duration of their loan facilities. And they can also decide to invest in short-term Investments and also of death. I thought I was losing my life. I thought it was over with me. And there's a time when I asked my mom, hey, Mama, just let me go. I'm tired. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Focus on Africa. I'm Waihiga Mwaura. The United Nations has found a mass grave with the bodies of at least 87 people in Sudan, allegedly killed by the rapid support forces. The grave was found outside El Genena, which is the regional capital of West Darfur, as the fighting between the army and the RSF militia intensifies across the country. But first, let's head to Egypt, where a summit has been taking place today in the capital Cairo to try to end the three-month conflict in Sudan. This summit was attended to by some of Sudan's neighbors and hosted by the Egyptian chief, Abdel Fattah al-Burhan, who's a close ally of Egypt, and his former deputy, Mohamed Hamdan Dagalo, who commands the paramilitary rapid support force. Now, the conflict, which started on the 15th of April, has left more than 1,000 people dead, 
while 2.4 million have been internally displaced from their homes and more than 700,000 have been forced to flee abroad. This is according to the United Nations. Since April, there have been several international and regional attempts to end the fighting, all of which have failed. The latest initiative was on Monday when the East African 